Hi, I'm Christian Brindle, and welcome to the Everything Medicare Podcast. What's up, everything Medicare Podcast Nation? This is Christian Brindle. Wherever you are and however you might be listening to me today, thank you so much for taking the time. And folks, thank you so much for being with me here today. This is episode 218 of the Everything Medicare Podcast. I'm your host, Christian Brindle, where every single week I bring you a podcast episode on Mondays where we discuss your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with that golden age called retirement. And folks, I um, I appreciate your patience, anybody that listens to us on a week-to-week basis, um, for not bringing you a show last Monday. Um, with us getting ramped up and ready for the open enrollment period that's going to take place in October, we just have had a hard time um, getting everything done, for lack of a better word. And I know it's more of an excuse than anything else to you, my audience. So I can assure you, we will not be missing any episodes going into AEP, which stands for the annual election period, aka open enrollment for people on Medicare. Now, folks, I thought it would be interesting today to to sort of discuss open enrollment a little bit more. I know we've talked about it on the last couple of episodes that we've done, but In this episode particularly, I wanted to talk about three things in general that you need to be aware of. And if you've been listening to us for some time, some of these things might be repeat from last year. But one thing that I can say about open enrollment is the same shit happens every year, but people still fall for it. (laughs) And um, this is kind of what we want to avoid for you. Open enrollment, and I've explained it before, is a crazy time. Because it's it's basically a situation where a majority of different insurance companies and a majority of different insurance brokerages concentrate about 70 to 80% of their yearly funding into this about seven, eight-week window that goes from October 15th through December 7th. If you're not familiar with open enrollment and kind of what it entails, people that have Medicare Advantage plans and or Part D prescription drug plans are able to change those plans during the open enrollment period. Any change they make will take effect the first of the upcoming year in January. Um, This also goes for if someone has original Medicare and maybe a Medicare supplement and they want to switch to a Medicare Advantage plan, or maybe they have a Medicare Advantage plan and they want to switch to original Medicare with a supplement with a Part D drug plan. Um, It's kind of a free-for-all where you can kind of go anywhere. I mean, a lot of people get confused and think that um, you can only change your Medicare supplement plan during open enrollment, and that's just completely falsehood. And it's a common misconception for the most part, because with your Medicare supplement plan, if you're changing from one Medicare supplement plan to another, you're going to be able to change that any time of the year, as long as you qualify for medical health questions and underwriting to switch from one company to another. So open enrollment really has mostly to do with Medicare Advantage and Medicare Part D prescription drug plans, although the emphasis is placed on Medicare Advantage plans, because that's where the government makes their money. 
I had it, I, 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 I heard it explained in a very interesting way why Medicare Advantage is so lucrative to the insurance companies, but believe it or not, it's actually pretty lucrative to the insurance companies. Now, you might be asking me, well, Christian, why would it be lucrative to the government? They have to fund this insurance company all this money. Well, this is how it was explained to me by a very, very smart person in the Medicare industry. Um, someone who's a friend of mine, uh, I consider a friend, and um, he's very intelligent, very smart, helps a lot of people on Medicare. And um, I thought he explained it as good as I've ever heard anyone explain it. So let's use an example here. These numbers are not in stone, but let's just use an example here. Let's say on a month-to-month basis, it costs the government $2,000 a month to cover somebody on Medicare. Let's say that's the average. That's what they cost for a person to be covered by Medicare. Let's just say, hypothetically speaking. The government has tried and tried and tried, and they can't figure out any way to do it any cheaper than that without reducing the level of care. Let's face it, the government is really not set up to be a giant health insurer to to millions and millions and millions across the country. It's the government. They're just not as equipped to do so as maybe an insurance company might be. I don't think there's anybody with a sane mind that could dispute that fact. The insurance companies are very good at it. They're very smart about it. They actually know what they're doing in terms of actually providing that care. And providing that coverage for maybe a lesser price. I'm not saying that the insurance companies are perfect because they by no means are, but it's also it's also a situation that they just are better at being more cost effective. That's kind of what they're good at, making a profit for their shareholders, publicly traded company, the whole nine yards. So the the, the insurance companies go to the government and say, "Hey, listen." It's costing you $2,000 a month to cover people on Medicare. We can do it for $1,200 and do it better than you are. We can provide more things than you are currently, more benefits like prescription coverage, like dental, vision, hearing. We can just do it for a more cost-effective way than you are. How about you fund us $1,500 a month? You'll save $500 a month because you're not putting out $2,000. We profit $300 a month per person because it costs us $1,200 a month to fund our plan because that's how much it costs us to insure somebody. But we profit $300 a month per person after all things are considered. And these are just rough estimate numbers. I'm not saying that this is exactly what the numbers turn into. And the government says, okay, so we save $500 a month per person. We don't have to worry about the responsibility. We just have to basically keep an eye on you and make sure you're following our regulations and our rules. Sounds like a good deal. Let's do it. The insurance company says, fantastic. Let's do it. And then you get a program like Medicare Advantage. Medicare Advantage, if you look at it from that point of view, benefits the insurance companies as well as the federal government. It saves them money, but not only that, it makes it to where they have the the burden of insuring that person off their plate, and all they have to do is just cut a check to the insurance company. That is why you've seen so much emphasis placed on Medicare Advantage over the years, particularly the last couple of years. And let's face it, Medicare Advantage plans are growing. You're seeing benefits in most areas grow and grow, 
and grow. You're not usually seeing Medicare Advantage plans take a step back. Not that I've seen anyway. Compare a Medicare Advantage plan today in a particular market to what it might have been four or five years ago. And I guarantee you the plan looks much more impressive today in terms of everything that's bringing to the table than it did then in most situations. More Medicare Advantage plans are doing Medicare Part B refund programs to where they'll refund a portion of your Part B premium back into your Social Security check. That's nice. More Medicare Advantage plans are doing transportation benefits where they'll have a service come pick you up, take you to a doctor's appointment for a certain amount of one-way trips a year. That's nice. We're seeing more and more dental benefits, more and more dental vision and hearing benefits on various plans. We're seeing more and more plans cover acupuncture. I mean, this, this is insane. Is this going to continue to grow? Yes. Is it going to stop? I don't think so. Folks, I have to take a quick break and hear from this week's sponsor. Um, there are three things I think that you need to be aware of this coming open enrollment period, keeping in mind that the reasoning behind why Medicare Advantage is going to be so heavily pushed. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back in segment two after we hear from our sponsor. You're not going to want to miss these three things that you need to be aware of this coming open enrollment period. I think we did a good job setting the table for that. Now let's get right into it after our break. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode. This is segment two of two of episode two hundred and eighteen of the Everything Medicare podcast. Let's get into these three reasonings, the three things really that you need to keep an eye on this upcoming open enrollment period and be aware of. And it has a lot to do with why Medicare Advantage plans are so emphasized in the tw- in the in the in in this twenty twenty year. And really, the last couple of years, more than anything. Um, first things first is understand that you will see. Well, let's do one of one, right? There's three things I wanted to touch on. Understand that you're going to see unbelievable amounts of commercials, uh, mailers, advertisements uh, in every form or fashion you can possibly think of that a lot of them will say, see if you qualify for extra benefits like dental, vision, hearing, extra benefits, $0 premiums, extra benefits, free, 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 free. It's never going to end. The commercials will be overwhelming. The advertising will be overwhelming if this is your first open enrollment period. If you've been on Medicare for some time, you already know. But what are they talking about? If you just took the word of the commercials, the Joe Namus of the world commercials, the Mike Dickas of the world, there's a company that happens to have a green logo that usually takes out an entire hour program where they talk about their Medicare plans, an hour program on television. Imagine what that costs. All of these, 
all of these ads that kind of follow this trend here. See if you qualify for extra benefits. $0 premium. Get free this, free that, free this, free that. They're all advertisements for Medicare Advantage. Every single one of them. They won't say Medicare Advantage because you won't call if they do. They figured that out. They won't even tell you what they're advertising. They'll just make you think there's some super secret new type of plan that exists now that didn't exist before, and it's Medicare Advantage. You'll call in, and they'll sell you a Medicare Advantage plan. The same old one you can get around the block. There is two ways you can go with your Medicare. Two and only two. Don't fall into this nonsense that there's more than two. There's Medicare supplements with original Medicare and a drug plan, and there's Medicare Advantage. Pick. Go one way or the other. That's it. So every advertisement you ever see and ever will see will be for one of these two programs. Every single one. I've seen them all in terms of these ads. And some of them do a great job of masking what they're really trying to advertise, but they're always one of the two. Every single time, 100 million times out of 100 million times. So keep that in mind. Don't get fooled. Number two, if you go to a store, a CVS, a Walgreens, a Kroger, depending on where you live, a Publix, a Walmart, and you see an agent there sitting in the booth, I've been very criticized by the agent community for saying this, but it's it's true. I'm sorry. 99 times out of 100, that agent is in their first year, meaning they're not experienced. And I'm not, I'm not and I'm not trying to hate on agents that aren't experienced. That's not my goal in this, but you need to be aware of it as a consumer because not everybody wants to work with a newer agent. Now we work with agents all over the country. There's a lot of them that are new and they do a great job and they're fantastic, but not everybody works with an organization like ours. Sometimes they're just winging it and trying to figure it out as they go. They might barely know more about Medicare than you do. This is how you know these agents are new. We work with these booth programs, or we have in the past. What they do is they make the agent commit a certain amount of hours to being in that booth over a certain amount of weeks. Could be two weeks, could be three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. But they have to commit a certain amount of hours. It could be as little as 10, could be 20, could be 30, maybe could even be 40. An experienced agent someone that's been in the business a while, that has a lot of people to take care of, does not have the time to just sit at that booth and wait for people to walk up to them every week. I don't. I wouldn't even have one hour a week during open enrollment. I don't have time. Between all of the people that we take care of here in our organization, I can't leave the office. Only a new agent with no customers to take care of has the time to do that. Only. So keep that in mind. Number three, and I kind of I kind of touched on this on in segment one. Your Medicare supplement plan is not changing. Your Medicare supplement plan will not, is not, and never will change its benefits. Like I said, open enrollment affects Medicare Advantage plans and Medicare Part D prescription drug plans, but not your Medicare supplement. 
open enrollment is irrelevant to Medicare supplements. So if you have a plan F, a plan G, a plan N, it's not being impacted in the slightest due to open enrollment. Now, this is the time to where if you have a Medicare supplement and you want to change to a Medicare Advantage plan to do so. But in terms of having to change your Medicare supplement from one to another, it's irrelevant. You could do it in June next year. You can do it in February next year. You can do it year-round. It doesn't really matter. Keep these three things in mind, folks. And I think you're going to be well-protected and well-educated to make good decisions this upcoming open enrollment because you wouldn't believe how many people make bad decisions because they fall into the trap of one of these three things that I mentioned here today. Anyway, folks, um, we appreciate you taking some time and listening to the show today. I always enjoy doing the show for you. I really, really do love it. Um, And I'm excited that we're going to be able to continue to bring you content on a week-to-week basis all throughout open enrollment. As always, folks, um, if you live in one of the 12 states now that we are licensed to work with people in, we encourage you to reach out to us today. We'd love the opportunity to be able to talk with you. So these are the states as follows. We just picked up two more. Utah, Idaho, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, California, Texas, South Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, Alabama, and Florida. Again, that's Utah, Idaho, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, California, Texas, South Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, Alabama, and Florida. Give our office a call if you need help with your Medicare plan this upcoming open season, or maybe you're aging in and you're just confused. Our organization works with a myriad of all the biggest insurance companies available in the country, and we'd be able to sort through your options and help you find the best fit based on your needs and preferences. Our office number is 801-255-5340, 801-255-5340. Just ask for Christian. I'd love to talk with you. As always, folks, thank you so much for being the best audience in the world. Hope you have a fantastic week. Counting down the days till October when open enrollment starts. We're going to be bringing you a lot more fantastic new information for 2021 as it becomes available and as we're actually able to share it. Until next time, folks, have a great day. Take care.